Hey guys, today I am being schooled by the master of design proposals, Miss Kate Bendewald. We are talking today about how to sell a design package with a clear and concise proposal. And I have realized there are some flaws in my system that really aren't serving me and aren't serving my clients. Kate has been so generous with her information. She walks us through how she handles giving a client a proposal after you've had that initial in-home consultation and you're ready to tell them, let's do full service design and keep this party going. You are going to want to grab a pen and paper. There's great information here. Thank you guys for listening in. And I hope you learn as much from Kate as I did. Today's episode is brought to you by the Badass Biz Bundle. If you're ready to start your business or you have just launched, let me help you kickstart things to make major progress in a short time. The Badass Biz Bundle is what I wish I had when I was starting out on my own. The business documents, I call them biz docs, I didn't know I needed, and a kick-ass mentor for biz talks to answer questions with practical, tactical advice to help me quickly, confidently, and profitably launch on my own. Learn more at lesliemyrick.com slash coaching. Hey, I'm Kate Bendewald. And I'm Leslie Myrick. We're interior designers who've been meeting every Friday for coffee to discuss the ins and outs, ups and downs of running our design business and decided to hit the record button. We are designers getting coffee with each other and now you. While some might choose to guard the hard-earned secrets of their design success, we've chosen to support, encourage, and empower one another to be the most kick-ass business owners possible. Welcome to the Designers Getting Coffee podcast, real talk about running your design business with head and heart. Come join the conversation. And now this is episode 36, how to sell a design package with a clear and concise proposal. Good morning, Kate. How are things today? I think we have some stuff to talk about. (laughs) Good morning, Leslie. I'm great. I'm not going to lie, though. Today has been a stressful one this morning. Um, We are we just listed our house for sale because we are going to be moving And I know. And so the process of getting your house ready for someone to walk in is quite a bit of work. Lots of cleaning, lots of organizing, lots of hiding extra junk. And so I had to get all of that wrapped up before we could obviously record. And so, but it was down to the wire. It was practically me and my husband walking out the back door as a realtor and potential buyers were walking in the front door. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we made it work. And so today I'm recording at my mom's house. So if you hear strange noises in the background, that's because I'm not in my usual place, but so far it's been pretty quiet. So I think, I think it should be, should be good, but I'm glad to be here. Good. Well, we were joking before we hit record about instead of being designers getting coffee today, we we really feel like being designers who day drink. So <laughs> just know that if you're having that kind of Friday, solidarity friends, sometimes instead of coffee, you need a shot of whiskey in the middle of the day to keep your day going. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cheers. Sadly, we have not. There was nothing available for Kate and I'm not going to drink alone in the middle of the afternoon on a Friday. Anyway, we're here and sober and we're here we're here and we're sober and life happens and Kate is selling her house and I'm remodeling a shower in my home and life is crazy but guys that is what it looks like to be a designer so we're all in this together if you're having a crap week or a stressful week or having your shower knocked out and there's a crew in your house making noise all day long we're in this with you is all good just got to keep showing up exactly and today's episode we're talking about selling design packages with a clear and concise proposal. Basically, we're talking about the proposal you would give to a client 
at the end of your first in-person consultation. So you've sold them on a two-hour, whatever you call it, in-home consultation. You know they're going to be a great full-service client or whatever it might be. And this is the time where you have to give them a proposal so that they know what things are going to look like to move forward. And this, again, ding, ding, ding. I'm just going to let you guys know a little secret. This is a sales opportunity. This is not just here's my rates and here's what I can do and peace out. But there's a lot more to this to do it well, to sell authentically, to sell them what they need and to show them what's going to happen through the process and the results they can get. And I will say, guys, this is something that I don't feel I am as strong at as I could be. But my girl Kate here really has this locked down. She's giving me a face. She has it more locked down than she gives her credit, <laughs> gives herself credit for. But Kate, I want to, I want you to, you start, tell us how you kind of do this. Like say you're at the end of your two hour consult and it's a great client. You know, you want to work with them. They're not going to be a ghosting Gary or one of the other red flag <laughs> clients we talked about a little while ago. Yes. If you guys didn't catch that reference, go back and listen to the episode about red flags because ghosting Gary makes an appearance. Ironically. <laughs> Sorry. That was, oh, I'm on a roll today. I did. I, you are. I didn't catch that one at first. All right. So, well, first of all, Leslie, I think you have a great proposal process too. I just think it's interesting that we do it very differently. And I, and I guess we'll talk about yours too in a minute, but you actually do yours on the spot right there while you've got them in front of you. And I think that's a very powerful way to do it. And you've got great systems and tools set up to you guys listening. Just it depends on your personality and what you are comfortable with. Leslie is very good on the spot. And so I am a little bit more, I have to think things through a little bit more methodically. Not that you're not methodical, but you know, at the sake of overthinking things sometimes. Um, so I definitely go back to the um, studio and put that together and send it afterward. Both, not another way is better. It's just different and each has its merit. So it's whatever you guys feel the most comfortable with. So yeah, so we, the way I do my proposals is at the end of the consultation, I've taken really good notes and we talked a bit about the consultation process and I use the worksheet that I use during the consultation as my guide for preparing the proposal. So depending on what we've talked about is the scope of work that's been written in that worksheet that's really my starting place for my proposal. Of course, my proposal is a template. I've got it. The first page is a letter and it's a letter to the client that is, includes a personal touch. You know, I don't start it from scratch, <laughs> but I do make sure to customize it specifically for that client. I like including a letter because I think that it's more personable and it just is thanking them for the opportunity to help them with their project, what about their project really excites me and how I would love to just to be a part of the team and help them with, with their home. So that's the first page. And then the second page dives into the details of the scope of work. So um, today I'll use an example of a kitchen. So the scope of work is different than your process. So my process is also in the proposal, just a quick outline, but that doesn't tell them the deliverables and what's included in the scope. And the scope is going to be different for every project, although there will probably be some similarities. So, you know, if we're talking about a complete gut reno, then I'm going to, you know, make sure that I'm talking about helping them source all of the finishes. And I 
list out what those would be. Um, space planning and coming up with their cabinetry details um, and layouts, making sure that they know that I'm going to be helping them source all of their plumbing fixtures and what that includes, all of their lighting and appliances, if that's something that we talked about. So that's really the scope. It also includes um, any meetings with contractors or other tradespeople um, and what is expected to come out of those meetings. And so those are the kinds of things that are included in this scope. And I think it's especially for anybody doing a flat fee. Um, and I've now moved into a hybrid model where my design, the design part of working with me is a flat fee, but then project management is hourly because there's a lot less that you can control there. So now that I've moved into a flat fee model for design, my proposals are far more detailed because if somebody comes back and wants to add something to the scope of work and it's not in the proposal, then that's going to be additional. That's that's an ad service. Um, so that the proposal and the scope of work that's included is is pretty detailed. It includes how many site visits are expected, how long are they expected to take, and if there's anything else that comes up or is necessitated outside of that and it's through no fault of my own, then I have a leg to stand on and say that's actually going to be an ad surface that wasn't included in the proposal. That's kind of how it's laid out. Um, I, oh, I guess I didn't mention, I didn't talk much about the process. So the scope is what is included and what are the deliverables. The process just reminds them of we're going to start with our concept package. Here's what you will receive. Next, you will get, we'll do the design presentation how many weeks I estimate for that to be, and what to expect at the design presentation. It includes how many rounds of revisions. There's one, <laughs> by the way. There's one. And I think I think that's it. I'll pull it up here just to remind myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. That is amazing. I love that you do all that. I mean, no wonder you can't just pull that out of your butt when you're in front of the client at the consultation. Yeah. I, I don't do anything like that. And I think I'm going to adapt some of these ideas, Kate, because I really love you're not only telling them about what it's going to cost, but you're really holding their hand through. Here's what the process will look like. Here's what the end result, you know, here's what you can expect at the end and everything you can plan for along the way. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I think we can tell people till we're blue in the face what they're going to get out of it and what are the benefits and why is this helpful? Um, make sure you're always coming back to your why. Like, why do you need drawings? Why do you need specific finishes? Why do you need a budget? Why do you need a scaled drawing? And it's for us, it's very obvious, but for average homeowners, it can, it, you know, you have to remind them in writing what they're getting and why it's necessary uh, for them to be able to start to really understand the value of it. And many clients get the value before they even meet you, but others, you know, if, if they've never worked with a designer and um, sometimes it can be a little bit of sticker shock, but you position your rate and your fees next to all of these benefits, then it's a little bit more digestible. I think that's fantastic. And I, I think that's totally appropriate to take a day to get that to them because then when they do receive it, they know that it is, you know, very thought through, it's very thorough, it's covering all the bases and it it doesn't leave a lot of room for it's questions. It's pretty custom for yeah. yeah, it's pretty custom for each for each project. I definitely have, you know, a couple of templates that I use whether it, you know, 
if it's a construction project and there's going to be a contractor involved and, you know, those are usually my kitchen and bath projects. I have a template for that. And then if it's a client who's looking for more, you know, just furnishings and cosmetic refreshes, then I've got a separate one for that. So that does make it a little bit easier. I'm not definitely not starting from scratch every time, but yeah, tying tying it to those deliverables is I think important. The other thing I do is I give them uh, a deadline for to accept the proposal, which is usually around five days. And with that, I can project when, you know, if you sign and accept and, and pay the retainer by this date, then here are the dates that I can guarantee you a delivery of a concept package and then a design presentation. And so usually a concept package is going to be about two weeks. And then depending on the scope, the design presentation will be anywhere from six to eight weeks after that. I will be honest, I am just starting with, it's February 14th. It's, well, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be a little bit later. But I met with a client in September and we are just getting started. <laughs> so I obviously am not keeping the the date that we had originally proposed is completely off the table because that date has come and gone. <laughs> so that's why I keep that little, that deadline in there. That's good. I don't have anything to add because my system's not working. Let me tell you a little bit about the way I do it. Yeah, let's workshop it. What's going on? Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a real life coaching session, you guys. Kate, help me improve this. Okay. So what I used to do was do the do the in-person consultation, figure out what was next, be like, great, this was fantastic. Here's all your stuff. I will follow up tomorrow with a proposal. And for me, a proposal is literally the design agreement with the rate filled in and all of our policies. And I'm realizing now that's not the most exciting thing for a client to get, to just have sort of like the legalese and fee structure and blah, blah, blah. And yes, we have insurance kind of wording. Well, that's your contract. Well, it is, but that's all I'm using as a proposal right now. And I'm seeing that there needs to um. be, see, I'm glad we're doing this recording. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be more to it. And yeah. I, so what I used to do was take a, you know, I'd get it to the next day. I don't let this stuff linger, but I had learned from another designer that what she does is she brings fill in the blank contracts to those consultations. And the idea is she can literally fill in the blank of what the fees will be, get all the numbers figured out they can sign off on it right then and there if need be. And then she collects a check and goes on her merry way. And I was really optimistic that this method would help close more sales, you know, because you've just finished a two hour consultation and they're so excited and there's great ideas. And yes, we want to pay you and move forward. And I still get the same hesitations, the same, I have to ask my partner, I need to think about it. I really and we just did a whole episode on that. I believe it is episode, I don't remember. We'll link it. It's a good one. We'll link the episode. Anyway, I really thought that this method was going to be more successful in closing more sales because I figured, hey, we're right there. She can write me a check. We can sign off and move on. And I have been doing it this way for a few years and I have not seen a difference. I didn't go back to the old way because I figured it can't hurt to present something in person, but I'm realizing what I probably need to do is give them my welcome packet at the end of the consultation, which gets them all excited and then follow up with a thought through proposal that says, here's all the benefits you're going to get. Oh, and here's the investment. Whereas I think right now I'm focusing too heavily on agreement, legal money, 
and not the other stuff. So, oh, girl, I'm glad we're doing this. I got some, I got some things to update. Yay. Well, that's great. Listen, I very much can see where she's going with that idea and why that could be beneficial. But I think what I'm hearing, the drawback of that is that number one, you've just spent two hours talking big ideas. They've got a lot to digest. Yes. And they're excited. And I think that ending on that note, you know, not a proposal, but your, your legal and your money stuff isn't a terrible idea, but I just think it can be overwhelming and they haven't really had a, an opportunity to digest or think through some of the things that y'all have talked about. So I would go ahead and give them a chance to just leave them with that bit of excitement. Let that be the. So what do you leave? Do you mean the welcome packet? Do the welcome packet. Okay. Leave them. Leave them with all the ideas that that you just had, and and just say, well, I hope this was helpful. I always ask them, like, did you find that today was helpful? Did you get some good ideas and feel like you've got some direction? Yes, you know, great. Well, I would love to be able to help you see this through. Um, what I'd like to do is go back to my office, look back at my notes, and put together a proposal for you. I always tell my clients that my proposal is based on a couple of different factors. Number one, it's the unique scope of their project because no two projects are exactly alike, but it's also based on past projects that are similar in nature. I want to look back at my hours and see how have other similar projects compared. This also just psychologically, guys, tells them like, oh, she's done projects like this before, so this isn't new for her. And I feel like I was going to say a third thing, but I can't remember <laughs> Um, so it's, it's their unique project and then other projects that are similar to that. And together we make a custom proposal. Um, so I do have a list of all of the past projects that I've done and how many hours did it take? And so that's kind of my basis for, for that. And that's, I'm not making that up. Um, once you've been doing this a while, you should, you know, make sure that you're tracking your hours, even if you're doing flat fee. I definitely think that you had the right idea there, but I also think that for some clients that can be overwhelming. The other thing that I do is for projects that are pretty significant in size, I don't do this for smaller projects, but I actually will create a really pretty cover page that I really quickly drop in some inspiration images from Pinterest or House or whatever, just to give them a small sampling or taste of some of the ideas that we talked about. And that becomes the cover page and delivering that in a PDF format Always, by the way, you guys always, 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 always deliver your proposals in a PDF and not a Word or Pages or Google Doc. I, when I get docs like that from people that aren't intended to be editable or work in progress, it drives me bonkers. So um, make sure they're always in PDF. But that extra cover sheet could just be an extra little zhuzh that gets them really excited. Then you've got your welcome letter that is thanking them for the opportunity. You know, you're you'd be excited to help them remind them of what's included and what's what are they going to receive what's the timeline look like and then here's here's the cost and if you're doing hourly i do you know i make sure to include all of my fees for myself and project manager and assistant designer and all that so i i think i think it's a good move to switch that up for you i do like that a lot and you mentioned at the top of the episode that this is something that i'm good on the spot that it's easy hail no every single you don't time feel that? Every single well, I'm not saying okay, I'm not saying I'm not good at it. I can pull it off. But you can it's not well. easy. I mean, I am sweating bullets at these meetings when I'm trying to pull a design proposal out of my high knee in front of a client who's watching me. I would love a little more time and space to solve this, but I was always afraid that leaving that distance would 
cool off all the the rah-rah energy that we had going. But Kate, you made a really brilliant point that they've just had two hours of amazingness thrown at their faces. (laughs) They need some time to cool off, to think about it, to process before they're ready to jump into the next step. And even I'm overwhelmed by the end of the consultation, trying to pull all this together, trying to review everything. I love this idea of giving people a little breathing room, but with a timeline of we need your acceptance, whatever wording you choose to use, you know, we need to, we need to hear back from you. We need to know by X date. And I do think five days is a fair time. I love this idea. And I, but I think you're right. Not you, you want to capture that energy and send your proposal within a a couple of days. Um, You know, if it's a Friday, give yourself till Monday or Tuesday. How long do you wait? To send it. I mean, um, most personally, part, I would want to do it next day. I don't even yeah. think two days would be acceptable. But have you had success with? Well, I just look at my cal. I do. I mean, I look at my calendar, and if my day's booked the next day, I'm not going to promise it. I'll give myself usually no more than two days. It shouldn't take you that long, especially if you're using templates and you've got your tools in place that you use to to build a proposal. So, and you just kind of fill in the blanks. My all of my fill in the blank pieces are hot pink, so my eye can quickly draw to okay, what do I need to edit and then I know that once that's done, it's ready to send. I also think too giving yourself a chance to digest what you have talked about in addition to them is helpful. A couple of things could come up for you. I mean, you could have new ideas that you hadn't thought of before. You may start to think about unique considerations that might be problematic or red flags that maybe you didn't see at first that you want to be prepared for. You know, if you talk budget with your client and they're giving you a budget that's not based in reality, you need to have the time to be able to kind of think through how you want to adjust that as well. So I think there's a lot of good reasons for giving yourself a a day or so, but still totally get that idea of of giving a proposal on the spot. But I, I think for various reasons, it you're not going to lose that momentum just in a day or two. No. And one challenge I wanted to share about doing it on the spot is, you know, I'll do the calculations. I'll look at my rate sheet. I'll figure out what the project should cost for design. And like you, Kate, I do a hybrid. I'm really moving towards entirely flat fee for design and then hourly for ordering and implementation. But I will look at that number and I will want to barf at how high it is. And I'm so scared and I end up dropping it more times than I would care to admit. Mm -hmm. And here's something that really helped me. If this is a method that you guys think would work for you to do an in-person, you know, right at the end of the consultation to do a proposal then and there. For a period in time, I brought my design assistant, Tammy, with me. Tammy, who's worked for both Kate and I. She's off on maternity leave right now. And I would bring her to those consultations as sort of a value add And what it did was it let me focus on talking to the client, building that relationship. Tammy took all the notes. And then at the very end, I would let the client know, hey, I'm just going to, if you know, if you don't mind excusing us for two or three minutes, I'm going to sit down with Tammy. I'm going to review everything and I'll have the proposal ready. Mm -hmm. And having a sidekick (laughs) to talk sense into me when I was coming up with numbers, because she'd be like, no, Leslie, you know that this takes longer. Like, don't, don't shortchange yourself. You're good. Like, it was really wonderful to have someone who was on my team. And really encouraging me to stick by the pricing I had set, the boundaries I had set. So if you do decide that doing an in-person proposal is it feels like a good fit for you, this is another way you could bring more value to the client 
and make the process a little smoother, clearer, and more professional looking. You know, you need to go converse and make sure everything is square and you've covered all your bases before you give a number. I do think having the the day buffer can also meet this need. And I sure as heck like that idea more. You know, I'm I'm the kind of person I think you are too, Kate. When you learn a new technique, it's always worth trying if it sounds like other people have had success or if it sounds like something that might work better for you. But I'm I'm good with course correcting. I've given this one a shot and it worked it worked better when I had someone with me. I find it a lot more challenging alone to sort of keep my game face on and be mentally spinning through the numbers and the quote and everything involved. And I think a little a little time for myself and a little cup of coffee or a shot of tequila while I put my numbers <laughs> together and hit send on that email could be really beneficial. So awesome. I'm so excited. I want to hear how the how the next one goes for you. I think ending your your consultation with just a friendly handshake, thank you for your time. I'm going to be in touch tomorrow is going to feel so much lighter for you. It does even just thinking about it. <laughs> well, I'm, awesome. I'm glad we did this today. I needed this. And I hope this was valuable for you guys too. And again, like we we take we say all the time, Kate and I don't do everything the same. That's part of what makes this Designers Getting Coffee podcast successful and it makes the whole community successful is because neither of us believe there is a, quote, right way to do any of this. There's so many different approaches you can take, so many subtle shifts and changes that you can learn and adapt and make your own, you know, take what works for you, ignore the rest. I think that's great. So thank you for sharing your insight. I'm going to give it a try and set up some new techniques. I can't wait to hear how it goes. I'm just going to add a couple of real quick thoughts for you guys who are listening. Here are just a few things that I would get ready to go in your toolkit for the next time you are ready to put together a proposal. If you've done so much as one project, look at your hours and see how you spent your time so that you can start to develop a way to track how long things actually take. If you're not tracking your hours, even if you're doing flat fee, you need to start indicate what exactly were you doing um, and then how long did it take? Because that's going to give you good data to build proposals that are based in reality. And if you have done a couple of projects, but you haven't really studied your hours on them, take the time to go back and see, okay, how long does it take me to do a kitchen project versus a decorating project or whatever, however you want to organize it, get those numbers down, then go ahead and put together a template proposal. And you may want to do one for construction or one for a more cosmetic furnishing space project and think through what needs to be included in that. And then the last, and I think really important thing to do is write a couple of canned emails to deliver this to your client so that you're not having to rewrite the email every time. First email is what do you send in the email body when you're sending them the proposal? Write it so that it's generic enough that you can use it over and over again, but give yourself some space to add a personal twist. You know, if they had a really cute puppy that you met, just say it was so nice to meet you and your new puppy. Um, I don't know, Leslie, give me a good puppy name. Bob. See, you're good on the fly. Things like this. Bob, Bob the puppy. Yeah. <laughs> And then give yourself a template for your follow-ups. And I would plan to have two to three follow-ups. So after you've given them the proposal, the next day or two-day follow-up, what are you going to say? Dear so-and-so, thank you so much again for meeting with me the other day. I'm curious, have you had a chance to review the proposal? And do you have any questions? I'd love to hear what you're thinking about moving forward. And then 
you know, if you if you feel the need, go ahead and write a couple more follow-up canned emails to have in, in your pocket. But all of those become part of the proposal process, not just the proposal itself. So preach it. Follow-up is just as important as the proposal itself. Yeah. The the next steps too, um, I've I forgot to mention this, is the next steps are included in my proposal. So once they get the proposal, let them know very specifically what do they need to do. For me, I use Dubsado and everything's automated. So all they have to do is click a button that says approve and it takes them directly to the page to look at my contract, which is different than the proposal that has the legalese that we were talking about. And once they've signed that, then it takes them immediately to pay their retainer. You don't have to have Dubsado um, to do what you're doing, but you at least need to have a a next steps listed for them so they know what to expect. They're just going to have a bunch of questions if you don't include that. So that's really important. I hope this is helpful. Awesome. Thank you. I want I want to hear um, from you guys and what you think and how do you guys do your proposals? What would you add or change or do differently? Um, if you have questions, don't don't hesitate to reach out and ask us. And um, yeah, Leslie, I'm excited for your next consultation to hear how it goes. Me too. I think it's going to be a little smoother. I'm really excited. Thank you for sharing so openly, Kate. These are great, great ideas and tips. And I I know you've helped me and I'm sure you've helped a bunch of other designers who are going, how the heck do we do this at the end of our consultations? Awesome. Thanks, girl. Y'all enjoy your weekend. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, designer. Thanks for sharing part of your day with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to connect with badass design bosses like you. We love to hear your feedback. For more Designers Getting Coffee and to join the conversation, head over to designersgettingcoffee.com for show notes, free downloads, and more. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at designersgettingcoffee.